You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get into this defense. I, I particularly had some or found some interesting things in what clint hurt had to say but mm. um let's let's uh check in with what pete had to say first though what do, you, what do you got for me on that well just that he was um you know obviously saying about how they didn't tackle very well and they didn't play very well it was interesting on the the, the monday he he was talking about um the run fits, which which I mm. found good, and he talked about how um, when they're in two high safety looks, they they kind of have to do a, a bit more stuff like spilling the front um, and and stuff like that. Which I did a on my Substack Seahawks on Tape by Matty F Brown. I, I did an article. Subscribe, uh, one of those subscribe mechanics. now. Yes, yeah, subscribe, please, um, and thank you to those who already. And do. also subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're if you're watching right now and you haven't already. Yeah, leave a comment, leave a like if you yeah. if you really want to. Uh, that'd yeah. be lovely. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so he, he said about basically you have to do a bit extra when you're in too high because you have one less guy in the box. You think about too high, so that would be you cover twos. Your, your cover fours or quarters, your quarter, quarter, half, so cover six, and your half, quarter, quarter, so cover eight. You have one extra guy back deep, so you have one less guy down in the box fitting the run. And so sometimes because you're outnumbered against the run, you have to, you know, steal a gap by putting a defensive end out wide and then spiking him from that gap into another gap to then force the football further out to the perimeter, buying time for the guys who are deep to then come up and play the run. And, um, yeah, Carol mentioned that and he, he said basically how the guys up front need to work to keep guys off the linebackers so they can flow and make plays, but that's not really happening quite yet. Like the chemistry is a bit broken. Um, the complimentary play, he described it of like keeping guys clean. Um, and then the linebackers flowing to the football and finding the football and there's pursuit angles and tracking. Something Josh Jones mentioned, the safety Josh Jones, he spoke today, or Wednesday that is, uh, he mm. also mentioned their tracking needs work. That just requires a bit better football. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know how that comes with time. Uh, I, I don't know how that comes in quick time. And the Falcons pound the heck out of the football, mm. along with using Mariota in their run game and their boot game. So it'll be interesting to see against Atlanta if, if Seattle can bounce back, it's a great test for them. Uh, they've struggled in back-to-back weeks. And, yeah, I, I'm not too positive from what I've seen. But, again, tape tape episode tomorrow, that is a kind of a bigger thing for that where we'll kind of de- delve into who exactly is struggling, what exactly is going wrong. But the coaching staff, the players, they're well aware of the issue, as mm. they've said in the press conferences. On, on the tackling front, you know, obviously that can be an issue for younger guys. But... 
why does that end up being an issue maybe for some veterans like we're seeing because we're seeing some guys that have been around also deal with tackling issues why does it seem like it's kind of a contagious thing i think it's just well like missed tackles can happen for so many different reasons right Mm. but i think it's most of it is trying too hard to make a play and so if you like really like trying to get into the backfield and and or you're really trying to make take your shots for a tackle for loss, well then your pursuit angle is more aggressive. So then you have less room for error. Um, Clint Hurt mentioned uh, players leaving their feet too much, and again that's kind of if you're leaving your feet to make a tackle, that's because you're further away from the ball carrier a lot of the time, and so you're having to dive rather than being able to reach him standing up. You're having to fully extend yourself to bring him down or make contact so i think it is like a bit of over aggression leading to over pursuit leading to you know leaving your feet for tackles slipping off stuff uh and then obviously you know san francisco in particular debo samuel is a special special player and you come back to the fact that aside from his you know big 51 yard run where they had him in the backfield but he's just unbelievably special then you know the yards per carry is 3.3 which uh within that like if you watch the tape and again tape last time i said tape podcast tomorrow but if you watch the tape you know the run defense still is boom or bust like it's either a tackle for loss or there's like a a chunk gain but it's still the the overall 3.3 yards per carry is much more positive Interestingly, as well, in his in his uh, Brock and Sulk interview, Carol mentioned some schematic things they can do better to get guys more guys around the ball. He didn't get uh, uh, followed up on that uh, in that interview or even in his his two press press conferences since. I imagine he's talking about blitzing a bit more, putting more guys mm. uh, and playing because they played a lot of middle field close, so not the too high stuff, but a lot of one high where they have the extra guy in the box to play the run, mm. but. I think also blitzing off that, so getting more guys thinking run focused and, and attacking down at the line of scrimmage. I think that's something Seattle did well, and I think it worked. They just didn't do it probably as much. The flip side of that is you do that, and then you bust a uh, play for a touchdown on that uh, Ross Dwelly, uh catch where Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton uh, had a well. Brooks messed up, but Barton could have perhaps communicated to Brooks. Yeah. So let's dive into what Clint Hurts said um, today, because I, I think there was a lot of interesting stuff there. Let's let's kind of just go over the smaller items uh, first, uh, and this kind of goes off of what Pete was also talking about a little bit. Uh, Daryl Johnson, um, who seemed to have a, a pretty decent day in, in San Francisco, seems like he's going to get more snaps. Um, obviously, you know, tape pod tomorrow, but. I no, ask we you can't look. say that anymore. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, that's you. You've said it a lot. I got. I. I, I yeah, get you one. felt left I get, out. I get. I it. get. I get one. I get one. All right, but I want to ask you about Daryl Johnson. Um, the decision to give him more snaps. What What did you see from him against San Francisco? Interesting, right? Because here's this dude who you know comes in that you like. Uh, he knows he knows Clint Hurt. He uh, may or may not have uh, Instagrammed out the what, the first page of the playbook, which uh, I I saw it, Daryl. Thank you very much. That's in the that's in the save screenshots. We now know tight wheel six, which I we already knew. But anyway, um, 
anyway, he has he has the measurables. He's long. He's big. And to me, like Carol talked about how, like in terms of Val Taylor, who will get to interest and stuff with him. But eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In terms of the Dawateus, the Boye Mafes, the Ushena Nuosus, that edge grouping, they have to figure out, like, who works in running downs, who works in passing downs, like, how much do you want uh, an outside linebacker setting the edge against the run? They're, they're playing a lot of bear, uh, a lot of, sorry, even nickel front, so... Four two five, and it looks like just four guys down the line of scrimmage. Where it's kind of more like a four three D end, especially if you want to the B gap bubble side, where you're more like playing like a five ten, and you need to be big and strong. And so on running downs, that's kind of exhausting, right? And so Daryl Johnson comes in, and he takes the load off those pass rushes. I think he played like, I mean, I can get it up in a second. Like, I think he played about twenty seven percent of the snaps, but he was splashy on those snaps, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's the kind of uh, hardworking dude, along with his special teams impact, that you need to take the load off guys. Just rely on him to be able to set an edge and and be that kind of guy to to help out like your your, your tailors and your, your more premium pass rushes. Like you won't see uh, Johnson showing up. He played 24% of the snaps. You won't mm-hmm. see Johnson showing up on... Um, you know, on passing downs necessarily, like something will have gone wrong if he is, but to have that kind of like hardworking run defender who can be relied on just to set an edge, uh, is, is mass is really, really important because and I mean, they Maffey's, need that right now. Yeah, they really, they really do. You're right. And, yeah. and Maffey is inexperienced. Um, and, and let me just, how have I just lost my snap counts? Ah, here we go. Yeah. Johnson also played 96% of special teams, which for a dude mm. who, you know, he, He's big, like he's a he's like uh I mean they call him an outside linebacker because they're running a three four. But like mm. at his pro day he was two hundred and fifty three pounds, six foot six, with um thirty three and seven eighth of an inch long arms. Like for him to get downfield on kickoff and punt coverage, which Carol mentions being impressive. Well it is impressive. So yeah. Great great little pickup. What how did they get him? Uh uh he was a waiver claim from Carolina. Yeah. 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 That he's like that extra outside linebacker they needed because they ha- you had like the uh uh the other outside linebacker options like your Donkers, your mm-hmm. your Josh. I don't want to Oni Yeah, thank you very much. Um, that's bad of me. Um, you had those guys, and it seems like Johnson sort of uh usurped them, and mm-hmm. I think he probably does offer more as an edge set against the run. Those other two names are more kind of the pass rush uh, specialist. What does Seattle need right now? Like what are the strengths and weaknesses of their other edge group, uh, edge rushes? 
well, they need edge setting against the run, and, and Johnson's yeah. doing that. All right, so you uh, you hinted uh, about it a little bit. Um, Daryl Taylor. Clint Hurd's mm. answer today was very interesting about oh. Daryl Taylor. Oof. Yeah, so he gets asked about, uh, I think the question, I, I'm sorry, I forget who asked it. Uh, apologies to whoever that was. Um, but the, I, I believe the question was something along the lines of, you know, how did Daryl Taylor perform on Sunday? Or what did you think about his performance on Sunday? And uh, you could just tell by the body language <laughs> that uh, Clint Hurt was uh, not too pleased with how Daryl Taylor performed because um, he took a he took a pause there before he answered. Yeah, he, uh, and he was thinking through his words, right? He was yeah. like, "Do I? I can't. No, I can't throw my yeah. guy under the bus." But also, yeah, but he, he, yeah, he almost. I mean, he basically did. He was like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I already handled the accountability stuff in private with him, <laughs> but you know. You know, he, he needs to play more uh, here. He needs to produce more consistently or something along those lines. Like, ooh, boy. Yeah, like you said, he's he's in the doghouse right now. Like, Daryl Taylor is in... Uh, he, he's not in Clinton Hurt's good graces at the moment. And, I mean, for good Rat-row. reason, right? <laughs> yeah, for good reason. Like, he, he's um been very on and off against uh like run setting the edge and that's that's how uh hurt described it like he's been inconsistent and uh yeah this it i'm sure it will come good like carol said how taylor's still learning right he said he's still learning their stuff um and to be fair like okay he says that he played outside linebacker in tennessee and it's the same but Really, it's not because they're playing like nickel fronts and they're playing four down. They're not playing like bare fronts that often. And when they do play bare fronts, there's a bit more like spilling than he'd have done at Tennessee, where I think they just pure edge setted it back there. Also, you know, that was a few years ago and (laughs) this is the pros. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will come good. And and Carol also mentioned how they're, they're trying to figure out the rotations. And that does pertain to Taylor because it's like, well, how much running down exposure do we give him? How much passing down exposure do we give him? How do we get him, like, you know, as Carlos Dunlap had a grievance that he wasn't playing enough because, you know, he was, he was uh, you know, taking time off. They wanted him as a pastoral specialist. But then he's like, how do I find a rhythm as a as a player, as a rusher? Like, it's really difficult. So, I don't know. They'll work it out. But also, you know, week one, I was like, against Denver. I was like, well. Nuosu was the guy on the, the right of the defensive line. They were trying to flush Russ to that side. Uh, so and Nuosu had the kind of true two-way go and the inside moves available to him. And Taylor, on the other hand, was on the left. And yeah, he he had some inconsistent moment, moments setting the edge. Uh, but as a rusher, he was mainly used just to set a deep edge on the left of, to stop Russell going that side. Uh, and so I was like, well, the pass rush plan probably limited Taylor slightly. Uh, along with the fact that he got like some egregious holds down the stretch of that game. But then this game, it's like, oh, well, Taylor's going to have a rush at some point, right? And he didn't. Now, Hurt did also mention the challenges of of the, the game in the sense that they didn't really force San Francisco into enough clear pass rush situations. Yeah, But there were still a few, and Nuosu's still impressed on them. It's just Taylor Taylor didn't. He haven't, you couldn't really tell he was on the field, which for a guy who we were expecting to come in and, after his impressive second season in the league, but really kind of his rookie season, 
we we kind of expected him to this season be that kind of big time premier pass rusher who could have say 10 sacks which in his, in the Seahawks system is big and and be like a, a real reliable pressure guy we had questions about the depth after him the positive is Nuosi being good but maybe Taylor's going through like a a second season slump they always say like mm. you know that kind of sophomore issues maybe that's happening for Taylor maybe not but uh I have confidence it will come good at some point but it'd be nice if it was sooner rather than later like yeah i mean there's so much talent there's so much upside in in, in taylor that i mean there's there's no way that that's just like gone for the year you know yeah so i think we're at the very least going to st- start to see some flashes and uh you know it's just i mean for the game you know game plan wise in week one you know there there weren't many opportunities for him and like you mentioned there was some egregious holding calls on him week two like you mentioned again they they didn't you know they weren't really able to force for the 49ers into those clear pass rushing situations and you know so there are reasons to be like all right well or there's things that you can point to like this is why the production just isn't there right now and of course there's you know some glaring mishaps as well like you know some of the tackling stuff of course you know but and and hurt said you know being mr accountable uh, yeah. Which accountability a big topic actually? We I don't think we'll get into that, but I just saw very very Brian Schottenheimer ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but her being Mister Accountable said how they need to coach better as long as ta- mm. uh, as well as Taylor playing better. So yeah, it it will be all right. It's just if Taylor and Nuosu are popping, then watch out. 